Hello, friends. This is our first full episode of Generally Speaking. I'm so excited. It's your host, Jenna. Diona is here, too. Say hi. Hi, guys. Hello. Um, guys, this is our first full episode. Is anyone else panicking? Because I am in full-on panic mode right now. Oh, my God. Here we go with the panicking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Listen, it, I'm panicking, but I'm not. It, <laughs> so we're good to go. Um, it's actually a good thing that I'm panicking right now since our first episode is about being scared and turning it into being brave, right? Panic is one of those things that you have to be brave about. It sure is. Um, and so, it gives me major anxiety. So actually, it's good. I'm I'm glad that you said that. Um, so I was recently, I recently finished reading a book called The Gift. It's written by Edith Egger. She's actually um, a concentration camp survivor. She was in Auschwitz when she was in her teens, I believe. And she turned her entire life around just based off that one experience alone. She's a super successful therapist now. She's 90 years old. I just saw a post from her the other day. Yeah, on Instagram. Um, I think she was just turning 90 and she's still like learning and being a therapist. She is incredible. So I got her book, The Gift, um, for Christmas as a Christmas gift for my friend Lily. Um, And in her book, it's just basically steps on like how to evolve, how to change your life. And one of the chapters that she has is about fear um, and how we let fear affect our lives, how we let it affect our decisions, how we let it play into our day to day. Um, And there's a quote in the chapter that says, change is synonymous with growth. To grow, you've got to evolve instead of revolve. So basically, you're not, if you keep doing the same thing in circles, revolving around the same thing, you are never going to change. You're never going to grow. You have to evolve into a different person, into something different in order to grow, right? 100% agree. So, and it's actually really funny. Before we actually started recording, you sent me a text message, right? That said that this particular topic was giving you a lot of anxiety, right? Yep. So, yes. <laughs> so tell me, Diona, in your own words, why was this, why was talking about fear giving you a lot of anxiety? Okay. So I was thinking about all the things that I was actually fearful of, and mm-hmm. I feel like it just automatically gave me anxiety because I started to feel the fear at that moment. And anytime I get crazy emotions, I start to get catch anxiety. Yep. And I also feel like anytime I'm super vulnerable about something, even Mm -hmm. if it's just thinking about a time, I catch major anxiety. So Mm -hmm. when I was sitting here thinking about the things that made me fearful, (laughs) I was remembering the experiences of those specific moments. And I remember feeling so much anxiety at that moment. So when I was thinking about what gives me fear, I was taking myself back to those moments in my mind. And I remember all the anxiety I was feeling at that time. And it kind of just went through me and I was feeling it all over again. So Um, so that's why. So I know that feeling all too well. I am, you guys, I'm the biggest, I am the scariest cat of all the cats. I am afraid of everything. And I don't just mean like, I'm afraid of roller coasters. I'm afraid like, yes, I have those fears. But living life and doing things in life scares the shit out of me. For example, exhibit A, this podcast has been inside of my brain inside of my soul 
for the last two years. I shit you not. I it's I've been thinking about it. I've envisioned it in my head. I've planned it out in my head for two years. And I was too scared for all those two years. I was I had this great idea, what I felt was a great idea. And I never acted on it. Never, ever until I read Dr. Egger's book and I that particular chapter. I mean, everything in her book resonated with me. But when I got to that chapter, something in me was like, you dumb bitch. Like, you have been scared this <laughs> oh, whole time. No. <laughs> you have been scared this whole time. And the same as you, like you said, thinking about even just the topic of fear and the things that you're afraid of gave you like a really real physical reaction. You got anxious just even thinking about it. So that was me. And that's really me with a lot of things in my life. I want to say 99% of the things that I do are based off of my fears or the things that I don't do are based off of my fears. Um, And then I read this chapter and in the chapter she goes into, um, I think she was getting her doctorate and, or somebody recommended that she get her doctorate and she was almost 50 and that was her rebuttal. I'm going to be 50 soon. There's no way I'm going to go and and do like a PhD, get my doctorate. And the person said back to her, well, dude, you're going to be 50 anyway. Like with or without the doctorate, you're going to be 50. So what does that have to do with anything? And so when I read that, I was like, okay, well, what, what am I afraid of with doing this podcast? I'm afraid of putting myself out there. I'm afraid of talking about feelings because it's my least favorite thing in the world. I hate talking about feelings, even though I have so many of them. I can I agree would... with that. I hate talking about feelings Isn't to it the just worst? people. I feel like I could do that with Terrell and mm-hmm. maybe my mom, but or and maybe my best friend, but mm-hmm. not like just to everybody for no. everyone to know everything. Nope. I actually I I have or had a friendship that was seriously based on not talking about feelings. Like it was one of the like if ever we got into the topic of feelings, it was like gross. What are you doing? Get out of here. Um and like exposing myself, like there was, a, there were a lot of fears that were keeping me from this podcast. And then I read that chapter and I said, well, all that shit is going to be there regardless. You're still always going to be scared of talking about your feelings. You're always going to be scared of putting yourself out there. Like, so you might as well do it because the fears aren't going to go away. Um, and then when I, when I started thinking about things like that, it was like, okay, well, maybe I can do things. Maybe I can do this podcast. Maybe I can move to another country, whatever. You know what I mean? (laughs) Move to another Um, (laughs) country. Are you planning on doing that? Well, you'll have to wait and see. Um, (laughs) um, But I just want to talk a little bit about like how we can all a acknowledge the fear. I'm I don't think that there's anybody in this world that is absolutely fearless. Everybody is afraid. It's I feel like it's just human nature, right? To be, to have a little trepidation about certain things and just be scared about things. It could be a motivating factor as well. Yes. So yes, I want to talk about the fear, but then I also want to talk about how we can use it and turn it into something that motivates us. Like, the fear can still be there, but what are you going to do with it? Are you going to let it control you or are you going to control it? Um, both. So what happened? <laughs> I said both. 
both. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's me too. Like, I'm going to let it run my life a little bit, but soon I'm going to stand up to it. Like, yeah, one of these I, days. I'm going to feel all the feelings, <laughs> but I'm still going to do what I have to do. But I'm still going to do. And so I want to talk a, a little bit about how we can control it in a way that it like helps us grow. So like, for example, Fiona, what are some of your fears? So some of my fears are normally in my professional life. I found when I Mm -hmm. sat here and thought about it, I said, all my fears outside of little ones, which I'll share later, always fall in my professional life. And I'm going to tell you some of the fears that I have with my current company all the way up into my uh, new career. Mm -hmm. So in my current company, uh, when I started with them, I just was busting my ass, working really hard, like I would anywhere all the time. Duh. And my growth with, with them started to happen really quickly. However, I was always kind of like the youngest one in my position. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I was also, you hear me, my high-pitched voice. Mm-hmm. I always had this little squeaky voice. So anytime I had an opportunity to move up to the next level, it wasn't my work ethic stopping me. It was me getting in the way because I was so fearful of presenting myself. Let's say the process of interviewing, I'm going to meet with this professional person. Here I come in. I'm this just pretty face. At one point I had platinum blonde hair. I have this high pitched voice and it doesn't make me who I am, right? Because I've always been a hard worker through all of it. But it was literally my appearance, the way Mm -hmm. I sound, that would just get me so nervous and fearful. Because at some, there were points that I did hear, you know, she's too green, she's too ripe, you know, she's too young, blah, 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 blah. And that would get to me, (laughs) you know, like, what makes you think because I'm young, I can't do this? Um, I think that's, I think that's, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think that that is one of that plays into a lot of people's fears too. Even when they're trying to overcome it, you always have the like nag in in the back of your head in your background. And then there's always somebody that validates the fear or there's something that validates the fear. So like you thinking that you're too young or no one's going to take you seriously, whatever. And then you hear somebody say like, she's too green. She's too young. She's too this. She's too that. And then you're like, fuck, I was right. I should have been, I should have stayed scared. I shouldn't have. You're totally right about that. Oh my God. And the fact that I'm already going into, let's say, interview thinking all of this, it gives mm-hmm. me so much anxiety to the point where I feel like my anxiety has taken me taken me over that when I am in the interview, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm just so nervous. But then afterwards, <laughs> finally, my head comes down and I'm just like, oh, man, I could have done this. I could have said this. But in all honesty, every time I have put myself in that scenario, it ended up paying off. Only yeah. one time did I not get what I wanted. But the second time I did... Um, And that one time that I didn't, I was very heartbroken. I felt stupid. I literally came home and laid on my couch in the dark with a blanket over me. I wanted to hide from the world Um, and because of some of the feedback I had gotten. But I put my big girl panties on. I went for it again and I got what I wanted. There you go, bitch. No, seriously. It was just so scary each time, you know. In a, specifically in a professional environment, it yeah. can be really, really tough, especially when it's your first time putting yourself in these scenarios. See, and that it's funny that you mentioned like your professional fears, because I feel like that's maybe the one part of my life where 
I don't question myself. I'm just kind of like a robot and like, I know that I can do it and I know that I'm going to do it. And I don't like, obviously like interviewing scares the shit out of me, but that's more of like a nervous about the outcome, nervous about, but like anything like that, I feel like doesn't really scare me, but when it comes to doing things in real life and when it comes to doing things for myself, that is when the fear, like I, I say it's paralyzing fear. Like it just stops me dead in my track. So like, for instance, your professional fears, obviously you have them. They look at you in the face every single day, especially because your fears are more based on how people are going to interpret your ability and yes. whether well, people are going to. Now I have a new one because I started a new career. But Wait, that... what's the new one? So my new one, well, what I was going to say is going through that experience actually helped me now going into my new career. I started, you know, I started my real estate career and the bro- the brokerage that I chose, I chose them because they were just so well known for being high end, elegant, um, mm-hmm. sophisticated, professional, you know, successful people. And I said, that is the type of people that I want to be around. Yes, shiny people. Shiny people. I want to be around people (laughs) that are doing it so bad. I want people, I want to be around people that when I walk in the room and and have a conversation with them or I'm in a meeting with them that I'm uncomfortable. So me having been through all those uncomfortable experiences and hating it, now I'm ready to do that in my new career. And although I'm still Mm -hmm. a little nervous, I am ready. I can't wait for it. You know, when I first got on the phone with one of them, I was nervous, but I said, I can't wait to talk to him because I know I'm going to get this. I know it's yes. hard. So I feel like those nasty experiences of me worrying about my high pitched voice, my blonde hair, how I look being this pretty young girl trying to do big things. I finally mm-hmm. kind of overcame them mm-hmm. with my first job so now that I'm pursuing my career and I still have those you know little anxious thoughts in the back of my head but I'm ready to do it because I know that the outcome will be fine because you've already done it because you already faced the fear and I think that's a really funny thing that even when you could face the fear a million times and even at the millionth and first time it's still a fear isn't that insane yeah I still get anxious about it but I'm just ready to tackle it Yeah, because you already did it. You already know. And it's just, I think it's a matter of... It's a matter of gaining experience of your your fears. Experience. It's a matter of A, acknowledging the fear. B, busting through the fear. Like, busting that bitch out the door. And, (laughs) like, not letting it stop you. And then, from that experience, if the fear doesn't go away, A, you already know the fear. And B, you already know how to deal with it. Where it's like... Yes, the fear is there, but you're not going to control it. You've already overcome it. I mean, you're not going to let it control you because you've already overcome it so many times or even just one time that you're just like, all right, you're there. I hear you, but get out. I'm busy right now. Get out of my face. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, honestly, <laughs> it's it's a really, for me, my professional fear has just always been really, really, really ugly because I felt like I had such constant growth and I was constantly mm-hmm. feeling that because you, you know how our company is. We're interviewing with different people yeah. at different times. And I always yeah. felt that I did have someone that was a little tough or, or a little judgy. So I was always mm-hmm. just even nervous overall, but 
now it helped me put my big girl panties on you know now I'm going into to the real world with other things that I have going on and I'm just ready I know you know my voice is always going to be high pitched what can I do Mm -hmm. about it like I'm 27 years old it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) that's just your vocal cord it's a weird insecurity of mine that I can't hide when meeting new people or at an interview that I'm trying to prove why I'm the baddest bitch here (laughs) <laughs> but also, but but also, I think the insecurity itself makes it because, like, I, you know, this is my voice. You guys are listening to my voice. This is it. But when I am anxious or when I'm nervous, my voice goes up to like pipsqueak level. Like, I imagine I was, me. It's horrible. I was in the car over the summer. I was in the car with one of my friends. Um, and we were trying to find just like a restaurant to eat at and he was driving. So I was, I had, I was the one that had to make the phone calls. Um, and talking to people on the phone, like just, just like interacting with people in general, I'm a fucking basket case makes me nervous. I get so anxious. I get so nervous. And so I'm on the phone, I'm trying to talk to somebody on the phone and my voice is like, I don't know how many decibels, octaves, whatever, higher than it usually is. So I'm like talking like this. And, and he like, and they, they kept, they, they couldn't hear me. They kept asking me to like repeat myself. And he grabbed the phone and he was like, stop talking like that. And I was I, like, I didn't say anything at the time, but I was like, it's my anxiety. I get scared and my voice goes up. Like I can't help it. And so like, it's always there. We just have to find a way. I have to find a way to talk to people, I guess, without my voice going up and you have to find a way to just it's like show people just have certain insecurities that you can't hide mine sometimes can be my voice around new people some people Mm -hmm. they feel that way about their face about their hair about their body whatever it is um it does come into play sometimes it really 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 so do you think that insecurity and fear are the same or do you think that there's a difference I feel like they can be either the same and different Mm -hmm. because I feel like when I was interviewing, um, I had, I had an insecurity, but I also had other things that were making me anxious. It just wasn't my voice. I feel like the insecurities play into the fear. I think insecurity and fear are different, but I think the things that we're insecure about are what creates the fear. Like, for example, I'm insecure about, I agree. I'm insecure about my mental illness. I'm insecure about my feelings, whatever. And so because I'm insecure about those things, I am afraid to talk about those things, to show people those things. You know what I mean? I Um, I feel like I'm not afraid to talk about my voice. I feel like it's always been kind of like a joke between my friends and I, Mm-hmm. But in my example, I feel as though I was insecure about my voice, but it would just add on to all the other things as far as me feeling like people are thinking I'm too green or too ripe. Yeah. And then I have this high pitched voice sounding like a kid where I can't even try to lie about not about me not being <laughs> too green. <laughs> because listen, honey, they I am too green and you. I was too ripe and I was all of the above, but I knew how to get the job done. <laughs> You can't even lie about it. I can't even sit here and (laughs) fake it until I make it. I literally have to buy them with what I'm actually saying, but I'm delivering it with a high pitched voice. Um, 
And so, like, on the flip side, like, yes, we're busting through our fears and we're busting through the insecurity, but has there ever been a time where your fear has been right? Like, I can think of countless times where I've been anxious about something or afraid of something, and then the exact thing that I was afraid of happening or the reaction that I was afraid of getting like it happened and then and then that makes it more in my head of like see you see why you're afraid of this you see why you don't do this like has there has that ever happened it has happened to me like I gave you the example before of when I came home that day I vividly remember these thoughts in my mind right now I came home that day, mm-hmm. went onto my couch. My husband wasn't home yet with my daughter and literally just put a mm-hmm. blanket over my head and laid in the dark because I felt so embarrassed and stupid because, you know, mm-hmm. I had did an interview and I guess it didn't go so well, but I didn't know it didn't go so well until my manager called me and gave me all the feedback that her and manager told gave her. News. And I felt yeah. terrible. <laughs> and I felt terrible at that moment. And sometimes when I look back at it, I'm just kind of like, wow. So did it really mean anything? Because someone else had gotten, you know, that position over me at that time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes I see my success is a little bit more than that person. So just because that person may have interviewed a little better that day, it didn't necessarily mean that that person was the better. That they were better. Yeah. Um, So that's one of the things that really fucks me up. I am you guys, my gut, my intuition, I swear to God is so good. Like people don't believe me sometimes when I say that I know things before anyone tells me or before I'm, it's not like, I'm not saying that I'm psychic. I don't, but just like my, the feeling in my stomach, my intuition, when it tells me things, it is always right. But sometimes I mistake my intuition for fear or vice versa. Sometimes the fear that I feel I'll think is my intuition and I won't act on something because in a situation where I'm actually just afraid of something or I'm just anxious about something, I trip myself up and I'm like, no, that's your gut, girl. You got to listen to your gut. It's never wrong. It always tells you. So in something like that, like how do we, what can, what tools can we use to tell the difference between the fear and the intuition? For me, that's a tricky one right because they kind of feel the same sometimes don't they um, like for like okay for example with your interview situation your fear was that you were not going to get the position that they were going to think that you weren't right for the position what was your intuition telling you if you can remember back to that. I felt like I was I, I always felt like I was right for the position because I wouldn't put myself up for something that I knew I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. But so in that in that instance, your intuition was telling you something completely opposite. Than your no, fear. I it, OK, it depends how you look at it. So for me, my intuition would be <laughs> reading someone in the messages that I'm getting from them. They were always mm-hmm. very pleasant, always in the interviews. They're going to act, you know, professional and like everything is cool. Right. I always thought that I was good. I, I honestly, I can't answer this question because I don't remember those feelings, but I do know that I knew I was right for the job, but because of all those insecurities mm-hmm. that I would be having about, you know, because I'm too right, because I'm too green. And I think it's because my manager had once said that comment to me and it always stuck with me. It stuck Especially with you, man. Especially when those I would comments... be around the person, 
you know, that made the comment. So I would get, it would just right. come to my mind again. And that's all I could think about when I would be interviewing with this person or, or talking with this person about anything is that they think I'm too young. Mm-hmm. They think I'm this, they think I'm that. Those comments are the fucking worst. Like people don't realize the little, and this is why I try at least now in my life, not to really comment on people's like personality abilities whatever unless I know that it's gonna be like a motivating or supportive or uplifting because like you could say something totally harmless to somebody like I I'm sure that I could tell you one day like oh those shoes make your feet look big and from that moment on you might look at your feet and your shoes every single day and think like oh my god are these shoes gonna make my feet look big like people don't realize be- and I guess it's because people don't know people everybody else's fears and insecurities. People are just not conscious about the things that they say, and they can be very inappropriate right. sometimes. Yes. And and not even inappropriate, but just like, you don't know how something is going to register in somebody's head. You could say the most, in your eyes, innocent thing, the most blase thing. But for somebody that is already anxious about everything, is already overthinking everything, already has, you know, an insecurity, a fear that shit is gonna that seed is gonna dig a hole in them and it's gonna turn into a whole fucking amazon forest and now especially depending on the personality that's what i'm saying because you don't know what's what someone's mindset is at in the moment or even just in general you could start a whole you could unravel somebody with one word like you never know i would literally fake it till I, i make it because even mm-hmm. though I had all those thoughts and feelings, I would still just try my very hardest. And sometimes I would even put myself in those scenarios for the experience of it. You know, one time, one time I did an interview and I knew that I wasn't going to get it. I like I, I just knew mm-hmm. I wasn't going to. However, I said, mm-hmm. I want to do this interview because I want to get the experience of the interview. I want to know what they ask. I, I really just I want all, anything that has to do with business or professional Anything, I want all the experience. It's just my lifestyle. I love to be a, a working woman. You are. So that is a, that's like a scared, brave moment for you. I'm going to use the title of this episode, Scared Brave, because even though you were scared of that experience, you were scared of those, like, you put, oh, you I did wasn't going to give up. You were brave through it and you did it. But see, that's what, and, and that's really what I wanted to focus on. I am not that person. And I'm sure that there's so many other people like I would much rather up until recently, I would have much rather given into my fears, sunken myself into them and just been like, nope, not going to touch that. Not going to try that. Ignoring something will make it better or staying away from it will make it better. Not, not that it will make it better. It will make it go away. It'll make it. Right. If I'm not paying attention to it, if I'm not acknowledging it, it doesn't exist. I very much, and I think it's how I've survived some of the things I've survived, you know, things that we'll get into later on. I very much am one of those people that I'm like a racehorse. I I put the blinders on and I'm just looking at the track and I'm just going straight and I'm just getting to where the fuck I need to go. And I'm not, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. It's not So happening. how about you give us some I of those examples? It. I'm sure so many people can relate to you. I mean, there, there's so many things. This podcast is one of them. Um, honestly, like even just relate, like a relationship, it's been ages since I've been in a relationship and I, I refuse 
to get into one. I've been surviving off of booty calls for the <laughs> like, last five years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, you know, sometimes it would be nice to have one, but I have the blinders on. And if I don't, if I don't see that I'm lonely, if I don't see that I, if I don't acknowledge that I feel for someone or something, then it's not happening. And then I, I'm just focused and I am ignoring what is actually underneath, which is the fear of being in a relationship and the fear of like, but why are you fearful of being in a relationship? Because it's horrible. It's <laughs> um, honestly, there's there's a couple reasons. I think the biggest one is the way that I am in relationships, and I I guess I really only have not a lot of examples to go off of, but like the examples that I do have to go off of, like I'm in a relationship, I'm all in. I am one of those people, unfortunately, that can lose herself very easily to her relationship. And suddenly the shit that I wanted for myself or the plans that I had for myself stop mattering. I am all about that person. And it's all about, you know, their dreams and their goals and everything else. And I'm not going to lie. I have been enjoying my freedom lately. I've gotten very comfortable in it. I'm very comfortable in not having to call someone, not having to tell someone things, not having to answer to anyone. Um, But it's also because I'm afraid that if I get close to somebody, if I, you know, start a relationship with somebody, all of a sudden, all of these goals and these plans that I've made for myself are going to fall by the wayside because now I have a fucking boyfriend and my boyfriend wants to be a rapper or a DJ or something. And I am supporting Are you going to be the, the girlfriend that tells my... him that he's not a good rapper, though? See, I want to. I, I would like to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that I would be that person. You'd probably love it just I... as much. I know myself and I just want to see, I, I like to, I like to keep my people happy. And when I say my people, I don't just mean my, you know, whoever I'm in a relationship. I mean, the people around me, the people that I love, the people that I care about, like supporting them and lifting them up is what I live for. Like it is maybe not my purpose, but like, I love to do it. So I could never, even if it was like, I gotta be honest, dude, you're not good at this. Like, I could never. I would be the worst because I would, I think I would be so turned off by the fact that he swore he was good and he wasn't, that I wouldn't even have to be in a scenario that I would tell him because I would just be like, deuces. I can't be with someone that can't face Um, the reality. So like, like, that's one of my fears. Like that's, and and there's a lot of things in my life that I, I don't, I almost did not, um, I almost did an interview for the promotion that I got recently in our company because I was afraid. I was afraid of A, not not acing the interview. And I was afraid B, of like, all right, now you have this promotion. Now you have X, Y, and Z responsibilities. Like, I was afraid I couldn't handle it. And so I was like, you know, I'm not even going to, I was almost to the point where I was like, I'm not even going to try it. I'm going to stay here in my nice comfy cozy spot and in my office and I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing for all these years but but tell me it didn't pay off to just face the fear and go for it and and that's that's what I'm learning now and it's such like 
a delicious thing for me that all of these fears that I'm facing, every time I face them. So are you telling me that we're going to go fear chasing after this? I feel like we should. I feel like now I'm a fear junkie (laughs) and now I need to. (laughs) Well, do you have? Now I just need, I need to chase all the fears now. Let me ask you, Jenna, because I know I have some. (laughs) You know, I don't know how personal Mm. you want to get, but I remember you said that this podcast is to be really honest and share everything. Fuck. We are going. (laughs) All right, hold on. All right, we're doing this. We're doing this, guys. Are there any fears that you have (laughs) of your life in general that obviously it's maybe not something that you could face at the moment, but it's just something that you're fearful Mm -hmm. of that you won't get to at some point? I think this is this is going to sound a little ballsy, but no, I think that I think so. One of the reasons that I've started fear chasing, I love that you called it that. I think that's going to be our new thing now. Um, I just got really frustrated with my life. And one of the reasons I got really frustrated is because I was watching all of this stuff pass me by. I was watching everybody else chase the careers they wanted and make the life for themselves that they wanted. And I was just the scared little person in the corner. And it got so frustrating to me that I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I've already, I have survived so much shit that normal people would not survive. Like what was the point of, of going through all of that? If now I'm going to get to this point, 32 years old, and I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to, lay down and go into fetal position and so even though there's like for example there's gonna come a time on this podcast where I'm gonna have to talk about the topic of abuse and my abuse and you know things in my story that I really haven't talked to people about ever like never ever ever and I'm sure that some people have heard about it or whatever about it, but I've never confirmed or denied, but I know it's going to come to a point because the whole point of this podcast is real talk, no more bullshit. Like we have to get down to the nitty gritty. And that honestly scares the ever loving Jesus out of me, but I am never a going to get over it and be grow from it and make something new for myself. If I don't, face it. And I think that's one of like where the fear comes from because when it was happening, I put on the blinders and I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to get out. I'm going to make it out of this. I'm going to make it through this and everything will be fine. And don't look around like, don't. <laughs> and I never faced it. And it scares the fuck out of me that I'm going to have to face it real soon. I think, I think a little sooner than I'm anticipating Right, but like but you know I have what? to do it. it. Could be I can't very therapeutic keep... as well. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. I think once, and and already some of the fears that I have faced, like putting out this podcast, like putting myself on social media. You guys, I hate social media. Like every Instagram post you see, Facebook, whatever, my hands are shaking when I'm doing it. Like. <laughs> There is no need to fear social media unless you let it influence your own life. Meaning social media is literally just a perception. People only put out what they want. And I honestly think that that's perfectly fine. Why should people put out things that don't make them happy? Can I answer that? Can I answer that question really quick? 
Um, so first of all, I like that you said that it is just a perception, but it, that that perception is a double-edged sword because I could be perceiving something one way and I could put it on my social media as as, you know, the way that I perceive it. But I don't know how someone else is going to gobble that up. I could put up, like, for example, I put up a story tonight about how me and Jeffrey were talking and I was on my phone for too long and I apologized to him and he said, you know, it's fine, mom, whatever. Um, and I put that out innocently, just showing like my kid is so chill. He's such like a little grown up that he can say to me, like, no worries, mom, literally use the words, no worries. But somebody could see that and somebody could say, wow, she's a piece of shit mom. She's on her phone all night with her kid and she's like, the perception is what scares well, do you me know that someone what, Jenna, is going to... What I have to say about that is fuck them. I don't give a flying fuck the perception that other people have. <laughs> the perception that I'm talking about <laughs> is specifically your own perception. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when I go on Instagram, mm-hmm. I don't try to compare my life to all these skinny little bitches with million-dollar boyfriends. <laughs> They're not bitches. Okay? You guys are not bitches. <laughs> Everyone is great. <laughs> You know what I mean? But so don't compare yourself to that. And two, who cares about what other people are saying to you? Not everybody has to put out everything. Like I said, it's just a perception. Yeah, you may have posted a photo and in that photo you happen to be texting. But guess what? You didn't put out how you just worked 10 hours and had to slave your ass to work in the snow to put food and a roof over Jeffrey's head. But see... But see, that's what I mean. Somebody that's and that's where the perception okay, so is what, scary because do you I'm only putting this, out. One do you want to save this perception on Instagram topic for another podcast? Yeah, I think this I think this has to be an episode okay. all its own. Maybe maybe even like a mini, but like definitely this is something that deserves its own for sure. Its own and we attention, need to get, its um, own our, thing. Yeah, our fans. Just kidding. <laughs> We need to get their thoughts on it so we can talk about what they think as well. Really quick tangent or just a really quick sidebar. If we had fans, what would they be called? Guys, what would you want to be called? I feel like, like, since the name of the show is generally speaking, could we call our fans? Oh my God, did you think of this already? Because that is brilliant. Literally. Literally, I'm sitting on my toilet right now, recording in the bathroom. I'm not doing anything on the toilet, guys. Just sitting on it. Down. I'm just <laughs> sitting on it. That just, that came off. Okay, like, so we'll a have a conversation with the general <laughs> about what it is. All right, so I want to share my fears. Yeah, is, are they all, are all of your no, fears these, mostly these are, professional? Like, are no, you, I feel like you're very much a in my eyes, you're a, you're a super fearless person this is, in my eyes. This is my personal feels. Fear, feels. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> feels. <laughs> well, a fear is a feel. These so are you're my not personal feels. I guess because when I was thinking about what I, you know, my fearful moments in life, they have all been in my professional life. Mm-hmm. However, there are fears that I haven't yeah. faced yet because they're ongoing. Um, so when I get there and I cross mm-hmm. that bridge, I can talk about what I felt at those times. However... The, the fears are the following. So one of my biggest fears are because I'm so obsessed with working and just being a professional and being successful, my fear is that I won't get to live the life that I want one day. 
I don't know why I feel like that's a possibility oh, because you never I know you can die fear. tomorrow and I didn't get to live my successful life you know what I mean but you don't but you don't think that because you are such a professional and you're such a hardworking person you don't think that that would lead to you living your dream life I think life? it you would think but, so? they, but I'm not where or is I it want because be yet so I always have that doubt in my mind that I what if I don't get there but you're afraid you won't see I'm it. afraid of the unknown. I don't know the future. And I have in my mind mm-hmm. envisioned what I look like at 50. And if I don't get the, I'm just afraid of what, what I would feel if I wasn't there. My second fear would be oh, that's a shitty fear. Um, my mom dying without witnessing me live my dream life. So it's just, no, oh, honestly, that's horrible. I think about it only because I think it's it comes from a perspective that I've seen my mom work so hard to give me the opportunities that she gave me that you exactly, want her to I feel see like it if she off. didn't see it pay off, it wouldn't even count for me. Like it would just be like all of this for what? Do you know that that actually is a f- and this is this is one of the things that makes me say like you and me are totally different but our hearts and our mindsets are in the same place that is one of the things that is driving me right now like man my mom has seen me go through some shit and she has given up a lot and she has put up with some shit like I can't there's no way that I can stop now without something to show for it like without me being able to look my mom in the face and be like, look, mom, everything's fine now. Look at it. Look at all. Look and at what I what? built. Look at what I, I did. I 100% agree with like, you. Sometimes I feel like people are like, I do it for my kids, my kids. But I feel like I, I do it for my mom too. It's it's for, it's it has to be both. Like for me, I do, I do it for Jeffrey because I also, one day Jeffrey's going to be old enough to feel some of, the I don't want to say repercussions but to feel some of the side effects of things that I've gone through or circumstances in both mine and his life and when he gets to that that moment that point I want him when he thinks to himself like how did my mom do this how did we get here how did I have this life I want him to be able to look around or I at least want to be able to say to him like you got this dude look at what look at what we've been through look at what you know we did this just you and me look at what we did you can do whatever you want look at how great everything is because mommy did it mommy got to this point mommy got us here you take the reins now and take it over but then also I want that moment for I'm gonna get like teary-eyed now I want exactly. that moment for my mom too. I just like, feel like the same way I want to see my kid do it I want my mom yeah to because see your mom got you it. to the you know first I mean? race now you want to get Jeffrey to the second one oh. and let him yeah and let him that was heavy dude <laughs> to the third. it's just the way of paying back but I guess in this moment for you know how I was looking at it as is as I would just be dread. I would hate my entire life if my mom didn't get to witness it. Yeah. I would feel like I did it all for nothing. Although I'm doing it for someone, one, myself, two, my child as well, my family and my future family. Mm-hmm. However, my mom just plays such a big role in my life that she has that. to see it. 
Like she has to. The, the, I can't. I cannot. So, I don't even want to talk about her not being. Around. There's no way around it. She like has my to mom be has here. to put, like, a, <laughs> put a pause on her we, the ticking clock because, bitch, you got a couple more years before we, I get there, please. We have to protect our mom. And I didn't at mean to call my mom costs. a bitch. Like, I was just talking so quickly. We say it. I think I just want to clear up for everybody. Like when we call people bitches or when we call each other bitches or whatever like we're it's it's but it's also just like we're such wackadoos that it's just a term of endearment for us like the things that we say that might seem offensive or whatever to somebody else to us it's just a term of endearment like when diona calls me a hot mess she says it because she loves me she i'm i'm the most lovable yeah honestly guys when i say names i really don't mean them i just i've been like that for years i just call people names like it is what it is <laughs> i don't we i don't mean mouth. it i don't even mean that you're a hot mess at all it's just the name that came out at that moment you're i'm sorry i'm never yeah. gonna call you jenna okay i'm just so sorry okay so <laughs> i honestly the anytime somebody uses my name i it's i know that it's because i'm in trouble i would rather be called a bitch i'd rather be called a slut a dumb whatever don't say my name because that means that i'm in trouble Bad. and i have i have a third fear that's actually really sad <laughs> oh did you save the last one the best one for last or in this case the I worst one for last? i just felt like everything else was kind of like aligning with each other but this one is completely different but it, it's completely true why do i feel like i know what you're I gonna say i have a fear of not being able to get pregnant again did really? you know i was gonna say that no i actually thought it was gonna be something else having to do with the kids but Jesus i didn't know hey should i be, be fearful that. of something else about myself well no i'm not gonna give you another fear <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine nobody panic so those are all my fears <laughs> is yeah, that really one because... of your fears I kind of, I kind of have that fear, but not that I won't be able to get pregnant again. I have a fear that the opportunity oh, no, won't girl, ever I've had the opportunity plenty of times. Well, and, duh, you married the opportunity. But I guess <laughs> the, the reason for my fear is because it's not happening. So I'm just like, okay, hello. Well, the fear. So when when me and Jeff were trying to get pregnant with Jeffrey, um, which for. I mean, not for some reason. I guess people were just surprised that me and Jeff were actually trying for Jeffrey and Jeffrey wasn't a whoopsie. Um, but when we were trying, it took us six months, which I know like in the grand scheme of things doesn't seem like a long time. But I had also been told at a really young age that I was not going to be able to have kids on my own. Um, and when Jeff and I started trying, like the doctors reiterated that, that and, and like medically they make you try for a year on your own just because it's like they have to exhaust every other option before you start IVF because it's from what I've heard of it from what I've seen of it from what I've learned about it it's literally one of the most like gut-wrenching exhausting experiences so they make you try for a year um <clears throat> but in that time that we started trying there was the fear of like, fuck, they're right. I'm never like, this is never going to happen for us. And then six months later on the night of my birthday, there I was. No, I was for me, it's, it um, was, I had a similar but, story as that though. Well, I don't want to. Well, Maddie was whoopsie, definitely a whoopsie. I think I was Maddie was unexpected. I was, unexpected. I was devastated. I was yeah. not happy. 
Um, but I did always know that if I did, I, remember. Pregnant, I was going to go through with it. It was just a personal choice of mine. Terrell has always been, mm-hmm. you know, obviously three years older than me. So for him, he felt like, it was, okay, he was happy. His family was happy. I was devastated when I told my mom, I just actually had this conversation with her the other day because Madison's birthday was yesterday. I asked her, do you remember what? Do you, I asked her, do you remember what you Happy said to birthday, me when I told Maddie. you I was pregnant? You know what she said to me? Well, you better get married before that belly shows. And I said, girl, bye. <laughs> I am not doing that. But anyway, she was a whoopsie baby. And whatever, I was 20. Um, then I want to say, I forget now because it's been a couple years, maybe around 22, 23, I got engaged. And... um. I went to the doctor and I said, you know what? I want to try to get on birth control because I don't want to get pregnant before the wedding. And also at that time, you know, I was still still working on my, you know, on my professional life, doing things. I I, I wasn't ready for another kid yet. I think we met. I think you and me met right around the time you and Terrell got um, engaged. When I went to the doctor to get on birth control, she said, I'm not giving you birth control. And I asked her, "Uh, why? (laughs) And she said, yeah, I'm like, this mm-hmm. is my choice, not yours. I'm just here to prescribe it. But anyways, um, she told me, she said, I'm yeah. looking at your ovaries. And she gave me this long explanation. I don't remember everything right now. But she said, you got lucky with your first, mm-hmm. with your first. But I can tell you right now, it's going to be harder mm-hmm. the older you get, especially if I put you on birth control. And I never got on, on birth control. And now oh, that we are yeah. trying, and it's been about like two years in like two months. Oh my god. And it's like we're kind of like in denial too, so we're not making a big stank out of it. But it's like really starting to like So I was I was actually gonna tell you, like, the more that you think about the fear, I think the more it plays it like I I was so afraid that I was never gonna get pregnant that I really think that's why it took me so long. And now that I hear that it, it's been two years for you and Terrell, it's like, well, fuck, bitch, six months. <laughs> Let me is, tell you something. That's a fast part. It was like that was right nothing. Away. Like <laughs> literally, and you know, it all makes sense now because the only time in my life I've ever been pregnant was with Maddie. I've never had any other pregnancies, mm-hmm. and I did feel that there were times like, oh my god, that was close. At least I thought. <laughs> but now maybe yeah. she. So no, I to think, like, maybe she's right. <laughs> maybe I am going to have a hard time. Maybe she was a miracle. But, you know, we're not going to get into that right now. Oh but those God. are my fears. So besides besides those fears, um, are there any fears that you're trying to get rid of now? Like, I know those fears. Not that they're irrational have fears, but they're just fears exactly. that, like, we can't control them, whatever. But are there any fears that you're like trying to get rid of or that you're working through now that you're busting through now? Any fe- are you fear, chasing, fear chasing anything at right the now? Moment, I love that term. Um, my career because I just started in it and I do have a lot of uncomfortable moments because of the mm-hmm. type of business that I'm in and some of the tasks that I need to do in order to gain my business. And my voice comes into that also. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not running from it at all. <laughs> I'm definitely just going for it. And, and I'm, I'm yeah, we are fear full on chasing. fear chasing I'm in a now. full fear sprint right now. Well, yes, we are fear sprinting, fear marathoning The whole 2021 right now, is going to be about facing your fear daily. How about that? That's, that's the new, you know what? I'm not one of those like resolution people, whatever. Like, I feel like when something gets in your brain, just do it when it gets in your brain. But 
I'm going to make an exception. And I know that it's February, so it's a little late for resolutions. <laughs> but fuck you guys. Better late than never. Um, 2021 is going to be the year of fear chasing. We are at, at the end of this year. We can have whatever fears we want, but I want us to be able to say that at least once we faced those fears. And not only did we face them, we successfully Ooh, punched them in the dick, that is right? so harsh. We're fear chasing. Oh my God, Jenna. <laughs> yes. A, a man what? is going to hear that and feel that pain. It's not even going to sound fun to him. Well... I don't want a man that can't take a little dick punch anyway. I'm going to test mine out tonight. <laughs> Guys, I said, I'm going to test my man out tonight then. Be, what'd you say? <laughs> I won't. Wait, don't tell him. He'll have to hear the podcast to find out where the house again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that is it. That is the theme. That is the motto. That is the vibe. That is the mindset. We are fear chasing it's starting right here with this little podcast that i'm recording in my bathroom right now over the phone with diona because we have to do remote recording right now like that's it no more excuses from this point on we are we're gonna fear chase to the death hopefully our fear chasing does not lead to the death right please comment (laughs) below what fear you're chasing this week Tell us, yeah, tell us what fears you're chasing, what fears you already started chasing, what fears you already punched in the dick. We want to hear all of it. That is even motivation to me. When people tell me the fears that they faced, that to me is like, all right, exactly. well, we did it, so why can't I do it? So tell us. Tell us our little generals. Oh, I love that, the generals. Um guys we're gonna wrap this up i feel really good about this yeah, this felt kind of like a therapy session my no fear, my feels why do i keep calling it my feels my, because fears i didn't realize feels. how serious my fears, fears were fears. until i had major anxiety but now i really brought to light this what song. exactly is causing that fear that's it guys hashtag fear chasing hashtag punch in the dick hashtag <laughs> talk to you soon the guys generals. <laughs> Guys, I can't wait to talk to you again. Um, new episodes every Saturday. This was, I feel, a very successful first episode. I'm so glad that we started with this. This I'm hyped so me hyped. up. Dee, are you hyped? Are you ready to punch this yes, in the and dick make sure and you take guys over the podcast world? Yes, your mamas and dadas. Exactly. Fear chase everything. Um, if you're not already, you can follow us um, on Instagram at Generally Speaking on Facebook. Just search Generally Speaking. Um, Fiona, she has her own page for her real estate. If you are looking to buy any real estate in Jersey, or if you just want to see what her cute little life is about, at Chateau Diona on Facebook. Um, you can listen to us on the Anchor app, anchor.fm slash Generally Speaking. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker. I can't believe, by the way, that we are on so many platforms. That is so ridiculous. Um, search Generally Speaking. Make sure you subscribe to us. Leave us a rating. Leave us little comments. Until the next episode, this is Jenna. That's Diona. This is Generally Speaking. We love you guys. Thank you Bye. for listening. Bye.